Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Well met, fellow adventurers. We are playing as Sir Crokington. And we are looking to... And we are looking to upgrade what... What turned out to be Merzik's, Merzik's sword. But we're going to find another one of those cloudy blue gemstones. It's currently glowing faintly. But we can improve that. Anyway, to do that, we're going to Megalismire. Visit Megalismire. The infernal bog known as Megalismire stretches for nearly a mile both north and east. From the patch of firmer firmer terrain on which you now stand. Sickly looking tufts of yellow and brown grass rise up at the edge of the pools of mud that infest this quagmire, and every so often the back of the rock or small rise of firmer ground juts, juts above its quivering, sometimes bubbling surface in the middle of the bog, perhaps half a mile from here, sits a sizeable sizable island of rock, rock and earth, covered with small patches of stunted trees. So, there's three things I could do here. I can investigate a massive claw-shaped standing stone, but that's the same as the other claw-shaped standing stones, which are spread throughout the kingdom, and they've something to do with, with Zarthmore. And there were partners in a vent a few years back to to find all of them, collect some sort of collect something from each one of them, and then you'd get something something nice that probably made your character stronger. I've, it was a long time ago, so I've sort of forgot. Anyway, I can I can explore the perimeter of the bog, or I can attempt to cross to the cross the bog to the island. I can explore the perimeter first. You trek the entire perimeter of the bog, carefully making certain you never stray into its treacherous grips. On the far eastern edge of the quagmire, you come across a broad, moss-covered stone tablet at the edge of a bubbling, hissing pool. With a small bit of effort, you are able to clear away enough of the moss to read the, the inscription thereupon. A clever eye to spot the latch, a summoned flame to swell. An unseen hand to pry the gate, the dead to wing the bell. After pausing for a moment to reflect upon the strange verse, you continue around the edge of the bog until you've at last arrived back where you began. So this, this is a solution to a puzzle that we will soon come to. Okay, now to attempt to cross the bog to the island. You realise that navigating your way safely through the treacherous bog won't be easy. One misstep could certainly land you in the unforgiving clutches of the mire from which it is not likely you could ever escape. 
So I, I still have the chance to back down, but I won't won't because there's something in the middle of this island that I need. In the middle of the bog, in the uh, in the middle of the island, in the middle of the bog, which I need. So I'm I'm still gonna attempt to make my way to the island, even though it's probably a really bad idea. You move tentatively across the perilous mire, cautiously testing every patch of ground beneath your beneath your foot before allowing your full weight to descend upon it. Alright, picking a number. Bonus of 76. 17 from luck, 20 from agility, and 39 from woodsmanship. So I'm probably going to be okay. Pick now. 101. No, 111. After a short while, having made some headway, you stop to west and survey your progress. Using the edge of the mire and the mark and the Wok Island as a guide, you estimate that you've gone 20 yards from the edge of the bog and have about 180 yards before remaining before you reach the Wok Island. Continue towards the island. You move tentatively across the perilous mire, cautiously chesting each pet patch of ground beneath your foot before allowing your full weight to descend upon it. Alright, so same check as before, pick now, 126. After a short while, having made some headway, you stop to west and survey your progress. Using the edge of the mire and the walk island as a guide, you estimate you've gone 40 yards from the edge of the bog and have about 160 yards remaining before you reach the walk island. Alright, continue towards the island. Okay, so same check again. Pick now 164. Alright, 60 yards from the edge of the bog. 140 yards left to go. It, it, it's the, the same check over and over again. Hit the check again. 80. 80 gone. 120 to go. Pick again. Alright, now I'm halfway there. Living on a prayer and so on. Alright. Uh, keep just going to quickly skip through these. 142. 120. I don't think I, because of my high woodmanship, I don't think I can fail. Pick now 110. Right, this is the last one. At last, you step onto the firm ground of the Wok Island. Thankful to survive your excursion into the treacherous mire. You're standing on the western side of a Wokey Island in the midst of the moorland known as Megala's Mire. Reaching the island was no simple feat, and you find yourself dreading the prospect of having to again traverse the perilous mire. The sizable island is mostly rock, with a few patches of stunted trees and many large boulders scattered about. So I can explore the northern, northern, southern and eastern part of the island. I'll start at the top with the northern. You set about... Explored in the northern portion of the sizable Wark Island and discover, much to your horror, that countless human bones are scattered amongst the stunted trees and boulders that cover this part of the island. Now, how did they get there? Because this isn't an easy place to reach. <laughs> hmm. I guess these are people who crossed the island but then couldn't get back, so they just died there. Or something like that. Who knows? Who knows? Okay, now the southern side of the island. 
While exploring the southern side of the rock, you come across a curious engraving on a broad flat stone. The engraving reads as followed, Here death, here dwells. Okay, okay, that's uh, ominous. Well, we'll probably have to get out of here quickly once we've got what we want. Okay, now the eastern part of the island. On the eastern side of Rocky Island, you make a curious discovery, set into the side of a steep cliff. Quite close to the edge of the encroaching mire is a massive iron door. Thick bands of blackened metal cross the door at odd angles, obscuring much of its weathered surface. The door appears to have no visible means by which to effect its opening. Even more curious than the iron door are the two objects that flank it. Standing to the left of the door, dangling from a rusty iron pole that's been driven into the rock is a head-sized bell. Hmm. To, to the right... To the right of the door, set into a small alcove in the clip, is a burning stick. Despite the flame that's consuming it, the stick... The stick... The stick is not charred and exists. Wing the bell. You strike the bell and are quite stroking aback when it makes no sound. Believing that perhaps you did not strike it forcefully enough, you strike it a second time. But again, no sound is produced. Hmm, like that poem. The dead to ring the bell. Examine the flaming stick. You're... You, for, you step forward to examine the flaming stick, but the moment you come to within reach of the objects, the objects of the flames suddenly grow in, fl- in size and intensity, causing you to properly and wisely boink spring away. Examine the iron door. The massive iron door appears to have felt the effect of standing within a stone's throw of the mire. Its surface is badly rusted. For you sense it is still strong and and represents a formidable barrier. You can see no means of attempting to open the door. Now anyway, this this place is what the poem was referring to. Now which means you could you which means there are four different ways you can get past this. You can use You can use necromancy, elementalism, feathery, and I think illusion. I'm going to use illusion. I'm going to use it while looking at the door. Use. It succeeded, but it doesn't do anything. Now, wait. Conjuration succeeded, but it just got me an ornate shield. Which will disappear soon enough. Alright, wait, wait. I'm gonna gonna check the wiki. Oh, I've just checked. You need to get past this. You need a level 70 plus in feathery, elementalism, necromancy, or telekinesis. So I would guess telekinesis is the hidden hand thing. I'm gonna use necromancy. Okay, use it. It succeeded. A shiver runs the length of your arm as you channel your mastery of the dead. 
Almost at once, the sound of clattering bone reaches your ears, and you turn to find a lone skeleton holding an iron wad striding up to the bell. The hissing on dead being strikes the bell twice, sounding a loud, eerie wing that carries and echoes around the island and across the fetid mire. The skeleton lays down the iron wad and departs. Thank you, skeleton! The, the tremendous groan, followed closely by a violent shudder, causes you to leap back as the massive door begins to swing outward. The massive door swings outward, revealing a wide, dark mouth of a cave, out of which wafts an overpowering odour of decay. I could enter the cave or I could move away from here at once. As you move away from the cave, the massive iron door begins to swing sound. With the reverberating thud and violent shudder, the towering metal portal is again sealing the entrance to the cave. Okay, so that that just means I can try out all the opening options. Okay, I've done I've done the necromancy. Now let's do telekinesis. It succeeded, calling upon your mastery of mind over matter. You focus intently on the iron door straining to affect at least some sign of movement from the weighty metal slab. Slowly, slowly, the store starts to creak. A tremendous groan, followed closely by a violent shudder, causes you to leap back as the massive door begins to swing outwards. The massive iron door swings outward, revealing the wide, dark mouth of a cave, out of which wafts an almost overpowering scent odour of decay. Move away from here at once. You begin to move away from the cave. The massive iron door begins to swing so with a reverberating thud and a violent shudder. The towering metal portal is again sealing the entrance of the cave. And now it's shut again so I can use Okay, we've used necromancy, telekinesis. Now let's use elementalism. See what that does. Calling upon your mastery of mind over matter, you focus intently on the iron door, straining to affect at least some sign of some sign of movement from the weighty metal slab. Oh wait. Wait, wait, it fails, it just it just called up the telekinesis thing. Okay, okay, well that's not what's supposed to happen. Okay, move away from here at once. It shuts. Okay, now let's try it again with elementalism. No, no, that's not what I want. Right, I'm going to move away from there. Okay, back to the eastern part. Okay, now I'm going to use elementalism. Succeeded. Calling upon your mastery of the elements, you turn your focus onto the flaming stick in the alcove next to the door. Almost at once, the flames consuming the stick swell out of the alcove, and from them emerges a massive fire elemental. The towering being of flame hovers in the front of the iron door, and a white, glowing glyph suddenly appears on the surface of the weathered portal. The fire elemental retreats into the flames from which it sprung, and you leap back with a as with a tremendous groan. The violent and a violent shudder, the massive door begins to swing outward.
the massive iron door swings outward, revealing a wide, dark mouth of a cave, out of which wafts an almost overpowering odour of decay. Move away from here at once! And once again, the, the door shuts behind me. Because I guess just because it doesn't want people just going in when someone else solves the puzzle. Okay, now a clever eye to spot the latch. That's to use thievery. And my thievery skill is currently at 75, which is plenty. Use that. Succeeded. Putting your master level thief skills to work. You, be, you begin a thorough examination of the massive iron door. Much to your surprise, you discover a small, cleverly concealed latch near the base of the weighty metal slab. You gently tug on the latch and then leap back, as with a tremendous groan and a violent shudder, the massive door begins to swing outward. And the massive iron door swings outward, revealing a wide, dark mouth of a cave out of which wafts an almost overpowering odour of decay. Now let's move away from here at once. Move away, the door closes. Okay, this time I'm actually going in for wheel, but I want it to be actually opened by necromancy, even though I don't get anything for it. It just feels, feels like the more fun way to open the door. Use necromancy. Hello again. Hello, Mr. Skeleton. A shut... A shiver runs the length of your arm as you channel your mastery of the dead. Almost at once, the sound of clattering bones reaches your ears, and you turn to find a lone skeleton holding an iron wad, striding up to the bell. The hissing undead being strikes the bell twice, sounding a loud, eerie ring that carries and echoes around the island and across the fetid the skeleton lays down the iron wad and departs. Goodbye, skeleton, and thank you. A tremendous groan, followed closely by a violent shuddering, causes you to leap back as the massive door begins to swing outwards. Well, now we've now that we've si- now that we've investigated all the ways of opening this door, all four of them, and we've done the necromancy one twice because it's the, the coolest way. Well, for me anyway, I'm sure. I'm sure you could argue, and if you're, con- and maybe you should, if you're on one of those platforms that allows comments, say no, no. The coolest way to open it is obviously elementalism. <laughs> you silly head. But admittedly, I don't think most of the platforms don't really allow comments, and for some reason, people tend not to comment. Oh well. Anyway, the massive iron door swings outward, revealing a wide, dark mouth of a cave, out of which wafts an almost overpowering odour decay into the cave. Surrounded by the reassuring glow of your light source, you move into the dark cave. You're taking only a dozen steps into what appears to be a single broad chamber, when the massive iron door suddenly swings shut behind you. Almost in unison, with the clang of the closing door, a pale blue glow fills the chamber. Well, at least it's not dark. A loud hiss echoes off the walls, and the cloud of metal armour reaches your ears, as into view, out of a darkened corner. Strides a towering, plate-clad skeletal figure, 
with the black-bladed axe swung over its shoulder. Heave! hisses the skeleton, turning to face you as it reaches the middle of the chamber. A violent shudder runs through the cave floor, and you look behind you to find that the massive iron door is slowly creeping open again. Beyond the menacing undead warrior, you can barely make out what looks like a large stone chest against the far wall. Chest? Well, I've now got motivation to fight an undead. Leave or join me in the grave. This is the skeleton, taking a long step in your direction. The tomb of Ikrogar is not to be plundered. And now there's a link for Ithrogar. Ithrogar is one of the three evil warrior brothers whose days of pillage and plunder came to an end by the blade of the legendary hero Mosek. Upon their deaths, the wicked followers of the three brothers are said to have hidden their bodies in secret tombs that were guarded by powerful magic, as we've just seen. Upon hearing the name Ifuka, a deep sense of dread comes over you. It is well known that Ithraga was one of the three evil warrior brothers slain by the legendary hero Merzek. Okay, uh, how about we leave the Merzekling now, since this is all about Merzek. Merzek is a legendary knight and warrior whose magical sword is said to have had the ability to slay demons. Well, admittedly, most swords have that ability if you use them right. But I guess it's particularly good at it. Merzak was the first leader of a brotherhood of Tysian knights known as the Order of the Protector. Legend of Merzak tells of three magical gems that gave his sword unearthly power, and so far we found one of them. Before he died, Merzak is said to have moved the gems from his swords to ensure his power could never be used for evil. Though he left scattered the t- Although he left scattered the gems across the realms, he supposedly left clues to their secret locations behind. The most famous of these supposed clues is the well-known mind of Merzak. Less three eyes to sparkle bright, a rusted blade to be. Seek the three beyond all sight, set sleeping spirit three. A path of honour, a test of faith, a trial looms for thee. Go forth a hero, thrice reborn, set sleeping spirit free. Okay. And that's supposed to be a clue, but I don't think we'll know what they are. It's a clue for, until we walk right into the things that, it's, that we're supposed to do. Okay, so I could leave, but I mean, I've come all the way here. I've gone, I've crossed crossed 200 yards of bog. I'm not leaving without fighting something. Attack the undead Ithuka. Ithuka hisses viciously as he steps forward to meet the bold attack. He brandishes his black-bladed axe with all the skill of a master warrior as he closes in for the kill. This is Ithuka. Let us begin combat. 
Ithacar swipes at you with his black bladed axe. The enemy deals a devastating blow for 33 damage. Okay, a devastating blow for 25 damage. And then 24 damage. The smasher warps your foe for 29 damage. See, you're not the only one with special attacks. Uh, devastating blow for 26 damage. And anyway, he is slain. 136 XP. Ithogar staggers forward, emits a final wagged hiss, and collapses into a pile of bone at your feet. You step back and catch your breath, thankful to have survived such a brutal melee. Suddenly, however, Ithogar's black-bladed axe begins to twitch. You assume a defensive stature and watch as the fearsome weapon rises out of the pile of bone and transforms into an iron-scaled serpent. Okay. Yeah, that's... A thing, apparently. It's, it, it, must, it just happened, so it must, must be a thing. Without warning, the Iron Serpent lunges at you, narrowly missing, sinking its la- lengthy fangs into your flesh. You plant your feet and prepare to engage the vicious creature. Iron Scaled Serpent, let us begin combat. You swing your club at the enemy. The vicious Iron Serpent strikes at you. It's nowhere near as tough as Ithogar. And it is slain as well. 37 XP. The Iron Serpent shudders momentarily and then goes still. You step over the gruesome creature and move up to examine the stone chest against the far wall, eager to discover what it contains. The chest is not locked. Hmm, I guess one skeleton and his magical axe snake was regarded as enough security. Oh yeah, and the almost impossible to open door. The chest is not locked. I guess I guess they thought anyone who could get here wouldn't have any difficulty with the lock anyway, so why even bother? You cautiously lift the heavy stone lid and peer into it. You're dismayed to discover that the only item in the chest is a small wooden box. You retrieve the box and flip open its thin lid, only to discover that it contains a skeletal hand. Okay. A small quantity of gold and several adventurer tokens. That's 50 gold, which will just be added to the pile. And eight adventurer tokens, bringing my total to 248. Suddenly, you catch sight of something resting in the corner of the bottom of the chest. You lean down and discover it's a small, cloudy, blue gemstone. View it. It's got an encumbrance of one. But that doesn't matter because it'll be used very soon. This small blue gemstone is alive with the colourful clouds that swirl beneath its hard exterior. Confident you haven't overlooked anything else. You make a quick search of the west of the chamber before gladly exiting the ancient tomb. The moment you step outside, the massive iron door swings shut behind you with a reverberating thud and a violent shudder that runs through the ground beneath your feet. You turn to gaze upon the door one last time, but a shock to discover it's no longer there. The bell, the flaming stick and the iron door have all disappeared. It's as if they never existed at all. But we know from the cloudy blue gemstone that we did actually go there. Puzzled, but somewhat certain 
that the disappearance of these things is related to your defeat of Ithwagar, you quickly make your way back to the western side of the island. And you also get 512 experience to general for defeating that little, I guess, scenario, sub-adventure. Okay, time to leave the island. Head for the ed edge of the bog. You move tentatively across the perilous mire, cautiously testing each patch of ground beneath your foot before allowing your full weight to descend upon it. It's the same check back as there. So pick now. Okay, it's just... I'm just going to quickly quick through this. Because there's... I don't think there's any way for me to actually fail this. I rolled a hundred and I'm, I'm more than halfway there. 80 yards remaining, 60 yards remaining, 40 yards remaining, uh, 20 yards remaining. So this would be the last check, 85. Yeah, even that passed. Yeah, I don't think there was any way for me to actually fail that check although i'm just going to check that there, there was no way uh, i could fail because if you roll above 75 with the modifiers you're safe if you fail roll you have to you you have to you take you take some you, there's another check There's another check, and if you you, know, you take some da take some damage, or if you lose it, you take a bit more damage. But you still make progress. There's no, or you die, because that would be a bit. Oh, I could have used I could have used gating, just to gate past the island. Maybe I'll do that on the way. Back. All right, going to use the power of gating. Use. All right, do I use gating here? When do I use gating? A pulsing black portal opens in front of you. Immediately step into it. Moments later, you step out the magical gate and step onto the firm rock islands in the middle of the mile. Well, that was a lot easier. Okay, now let's now now we've just now time to gate back, because there's literally nothing to do here anymore. A pulsing black portal opens in front of you, and you immediately step into it. Moments later, you step out of the magical gate and onto the firm ground of the edge of the bog. Okay, now let's get to somewhere in nearby. Is, has, black, has anything happened with black storm power? Uh, no, that something might be happening in the future, but that was that was a, a prize for something which was open to every, and someone was open to see at least some of it. But that hasn't that hasn't been finished yet. Okay, let's go to uh, Groudok, Physic Groudok. Okay, now time to use that cloudy blue gemstone and use. The cloudy blue gemstone flares brilliantly for a few moments before silently shattering into thousands of tiny fragments. You're surprised to discover that the blade of your rusty longsword is now glowing brightly blue. The rush of 
a rush of air surges past you. That instant, you hear a vis vis whispering voice say, Merzak. Alright, now let's look at, look at this. Our long sword glowing brightly. It now has a melee rating of 8. And you can make out the letters Merzak engraved etched onto the base of the blade. The blade is going brightly blue. This weapon is of magical quality. And now, the th the, if there is a third gem, it isn't in the game yet. So that's as, as upgraded as that sword can get so far. I would also bo boost your body. It also, also boosts your body, mind, and spirit by one. Now, I'm just going to store. I'm going to store that blade so it will be handy for whenever I need it. Visit your storage room. Store the items you're carrying. Long sword glowing brightly. And anything else to store? Are these high boots? I'm not sure when I got them. But. Now, these, these are just common boots, but the description says they're magical, but they're actually quality. No, these are just, these are, those are just generic loot boots. Alright, the Sword of Merzak is safely stored away. Alright, now, was there anything else in the Salvi's Tysa I could do? Right, there's the city of Twindemar. Yeah, did I? I guess I, I guess I uh, must. Hmm. I'm just gonna pause for a bit. Okay, whatever the adventure around there, where I was tracking down two werewolves on on behalf of the queen of another another realm. I guess I've done it can't really seem to find the episode I've done it in, but I must have done it because I can't go there anymore. Now, anyway, what to do next? Uh, hmm. Okay, now there's one more sort of Mezek related thing to do, and that's in Fang... That's in that's in Fangwidge, but that, that's an entire dungeon. So that will wait for next time. And until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.